Today we lit the candle of truth. Ever since the Lord give me this candle of truth uh, for Advent, a famous old movie keeps coming to my mind. Uh, I was just a baby, of course, when this movie played. Uh, it was in 1995, I think. But many of you know it, but a few good men. But the famous uh, scene that, that keeps coming to my mind, ever since the Lord put this on my heart, and, and Joe can attest for this, and my wife for sure can attest to this, but, but the lawyer, Tom Cruise, says to the colonel, uh, which is played by Jack Nicholson, I want to know the truth. And he's trying to get the truth out of him. And of course, Jack Nicholson responds, you can't handle the truth. And and I've been putting my finger on that all week. Why can't I shake this movie off that I've never, I don't think I've ever seen the movie. But I've seen that famous line that everybody knows that I'm talking about. And I'm like, Lord, why can't I get this off my mind? Uh, Joe texted me the other day and a question out of the, 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 out of the blue. And I just texted him back, you can't handle the truth. And he's like, what do I do? <laughs> you know, where'd this come from? And then Karen all week, and she'd be asking me questions up to last night. Uh, Honey, you can't handle the truth. And she thought I was losing my mind. And, and I'm not sure that, that I really ever put my finger on it until this morning, but But the Lord spoke to me this morning, and I think this is what he's trying to say from it, is many of you are cried out, I want to know the truth. And the enemy's saying, you can't handle the truth. And he tries to discourage you in the truth. He tries to tell you that you can't handle the truth. I'm manning this wall. I'm protecting this country. And you don't need to worry about what's going on behind it. Because you can't handle the truth. You can't deal with it. And if we probably could realize all that was going around us, and we could see the spiritual world, and all the fighting going on in the spiritual world, yeah, maybe it would be hard to handle the truth. But we know Jesus' words, that I am the way, the truth, and the life. And when the enemy's speaking to you those evil things that you can't handle the truth, you can't live for God, you can't be healed by God, you can't, whatever it may be, you can't look at what's going on around you or you'll start believing the enemy that that maybe there is no truth. And he maybe convinces you that you can't handle it because it's not there. Every day we're, we're fighting and seeking God for truth. How many of you want to know a truth of a situation? Just raise your hand. I do. Everyone in there wants to know a truth about a situation. God, what's the answer? And we keep getting back. You can't handle the truth. Not from God, it's from the enemy. 
God's there ready to help you. He's already provided a way to the truth, a way, the truth, and the life. Just by calling upon him and receiving him as a, as a Christian, these are the benefits to know the way, the truth, and the life. It's a benefit. God does have the answer. But we need to press into. We need to be persistent like, like, like Tom Cruise was in the movie that he wasn't going to quit until he got the answer. He wasn't going to listen to all the bureaucracy and the junk going on. He wanted to know the answer. And we're no longer going to listen to the bureaucracy that's going on from the enemy. We want to know the answer of God, and it's found in his word. It's found in a relationship with him. It's found in partnering with him and being partakers with him. Why? So we can experience the totality of him. I forgot my third point last week. Can anybody tell me what it was? Partners, partakers. And, all right, pastors, you're on the block now. No, I'm kidding. But are we afraid to share the gospel, truth? Are we afraid to share the gospel message? Because in our flesh, we can't handle it not coming to pass according to the word. In other words, Lord, help. I believe, but help my unbelief. And the Lord is pressing me today that we need to completely believe in him and he will help us You know, 1 Corinthians 10, 13, there's no temptation, nothing that has come against man, meaning even the Son of God, that God will not only give you the, or might not give you the, he'll give you the answer or the way out. And we need to hold on to that truth. But I feel like a lot of times we're afraid to pray for somebody for healing because we're afraid they won't be healed. We're afraid to witness to somebody because we're afraid they will be mean to us. They'll make fun of us. And we got to get to the point that where we believe that the word is the truth, that it is the way to life. And, and not worry about these other things. We've got to believe that Jesus is the incarnation of God, meaning God bottled in human flesh. If, if we don't believe that, then, then it, it, there's, there's no salvation. We need to believe that Jesus' mother was Mary and that she was fully human. We need to believe that Jesus' dad is God himself, that Jesus was divine again, God bottled in human form. We need to believe the truth is Jesus, 
the truth that Jesus was born of a virgin, lived a sinless life, and died as the sacrifice for our sins so that we could be made righteousness, made the righteousness of God. God looks on you as righteousness. And so when you call out for truth, your sin doesn't keep you from hearing from the Lord. Your problem doesn't keep you hearing from the Lord. The Lord's going to speak because you're righteousness in his eyes. But pastor, I mess up all the time. That's right. But if you're a believer, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and deliver us from all unrighteousness, 1 John 1, 9 says. See, so many times we, you know, I, I can't help my kid here. I can't speak truth over my kid because I wasn't a good parent. That's the enemy saying you can't handle the truth. When Jesus just said, speak the truth over him. We're trying to reconcile with our wives. We let the enemy wash out the truth that they'll never receive from us and convince us that again, we can't handle the truth. And we shut down. And we never step out and and, and allow the Lord to minister in a situation. My wife makes me watch these Hallmark movies. She gets mad if I call them Walmart movies, but 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 it's always the same thing. Up and down, but the up and down is because they don't communicate truth. You have downtimes in your life because you're not walking in truth. If your marriage stinks, you're not walking in truth. You say, well, I can't control my partner. You think Karen can control me? What what did I hear? I heard something. Who said it? What did I hear? Buddy, you better watch it. You can't handle the truth. (laughs) See, did I keep you from talking? Because that's what the enemy wants to do. This is kind of fun. As long as you keep your comments to yourselves. <laughs> but I believe that, and again, I don't mean to be beating a dead horse, but I'm still burdened about this disaffiliation thing. And I think it simply happened because people couldn't see the truth and they listened to the enemy is you can't handle the truth. And so they tried to fix everything in a fleshly form by fleshly decisions, fleshly bureaucracy without the truth of God applied. And then it really messed things up. And it all is back to the fact that Do we believe God is the way, the truth, and the life? That Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. 
Can't can we believe that? But, but when we have people in leadership that say comments that, that are godly men and women, supposedly, that we don't go back to the Bible for the last word for anything, they're listening to the enemy. The enemy's telling them you can't handle the truth, so you try to fix the truth. You know, I can go through all these things that I've shared with you over the time of disaffiliating or not, but, but we can, you know, is the Bible relevant? That's the enemy saying to you, you've got to handle it now because this isn't accepted in the world today. So you make it your truth because they can't handle the truth. And I can go on and on and on. But I'm glad we made the decision we did because of the newly elected bishops. The one from Iowa that was newly elected, it says it's not important that we agree on who Christ is. Later, casting doubt on her stance of on the incarnation of Jesus. The denomination is in a wreck because we're not standing on the truth of incarnation. But we try to go along with the world because they don't believe in our incarnation of Jesus. We're afraid that if we speak to somebody about Jesus, they will argue with us and they won't be our friend no more. So let's adjust the truth. I think I've made my point, but every bishop elected said a huge progressive statement. Another gay bishop was elected. All jurisdictions adopted resolutions that called for such things as effectively purging conservatives from the denominational leadership. They don't want to know the truth. So we're we're past that. But, but I believe the reason the Lord is putting this on my heart today is if we're not fully committed to sharing the gospel truth of Jesus, then maybe we are the same. Are, are we talking Jesus every day? Guys, this, this, this life is a time to make a decision about Jesus Christ. And, and we've got the cure to death, which is Jesus Christ. And anybody that is unsaved, the truth is they're going to hell without Christ. And so the truth is if we don't lead somebody to Christ, then that's going to happen. And so the truth is we need to go into all the world and preach the gospel. Mark 16, 50, our, our mission statement. And then God tells us, Jesus tells us that he'll back every step of the way. Boom, 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 boom. In the very end, he even goes to far as to say that signs and wonders will follow you because I'm backing you up. But we give in to other things and it weakens us to where we do nothing. So doing nothing, are we any different from the, 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 the bishops and the people we're condemning today. Do we even believe that Jesus is the Son of God? Do you really believe that? 
If you believe that, are we speaking it? Because they're taking it out of our schools. So are we any different by not doing anything? Have we been convinced by the enemy you can't handle the truth? Let the the teachers do it. Let the president do it. Joel, you preached one of my points in your prayer and in your words. The Matthew 1.18 says, from the reading that Mac read today, now the birth of Christ took place in this way. Boom! That's, that's truth. This is what happened. Period. Stand on it. Believe it. Preach it. Live it. Because it's truth. The prophecy, Isaiah 7.14 and Matthew one twenty two. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Let's go back and see what the prophet said, Isaiah 7, 14. 800 years before. I shouldn't have to convince you of a truth because that's a miracle in itself. Uh, Giselle's group got up here the other day when she preached and she started on one end and she spoke a word to this person. By the time it got the other end, it wasn't even the same word. But look at the perfection of the prophecy fulfilled 800 years later that passed through hundreds and thousands of people. And it's the same. And all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. The prophecy of Isaiah 14, therefore the Lord himself will give you a son. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and you shall call his name Emmanuel. Do you need more convincing today? You know, we should have stopped with the convincing when Matthew said, now the birth of Christ took place this way. It's done. We, we shouldn't need it to be convinced. But you see it all through the word. Confirmation of what God is doing. For years and years and years, how he's establishing and enforcing and backing up the same truths that he's telling you to go out and speak because he's going to back you up the same way. We ought to get excited about that. Can you believe that she was a virgin? Because I can read one of the bishops saying that she wasn't. They didn't stop when Matthew said, now the birth of Christ took place this way, period. But a virgin means a person who has never had sexual intercourse. A person who is naive, innocent, and inexperienced in sexuality. Mary was pure. She was a virgin. She was conceived by the Holy Spirit, Matthew 1.18. She was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. Luke says, conceived in her from the Holy Spirit in verse 20. Or that's in, actually, that was Matthew 20. Luke 135, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Three, 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 three verses. 
that she's a pure, holy, and the Holy she conceived from the Holy Spirit. Do, do we still need convincing? Well, that's not normal, Pastor. We can't create a child, but we're getting there. Mary, you know, she, she took it in. I mean, Mary said to the angel, how can this be since I'm a virgin? So, you know, she was weighing out the truth. But she listened to the Holy Spirit, and we'll get into that next week, when she says, let it be as you said. So like us, like Mary, we're seeking the Lord for truth. We, 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 the Lord speaks to us, and we digest that truth, and we say, Lord, let it be as you said. What about Joseph here? Joseph struggled with the truth. The enemy was, was standing in there. You can't handle the truth. So you're going to say that she was impregnated by God. <laughs> the word said, uh, Joseph resolved to divorce her quietly because he couldn't handle what he was seeing. So in them days, you know, She was a virgin that was betrothed to him in the word today. Betrothed means engaged. So she had been engaged to Moses because they were getting married. But, but engagement was, when you were engaged, you were married. It was a legal agreement, a binding agreement. And it could only be dissolved by divorce. So that ought to speak something to you. When you're engaged, it's a serious step. Because engagement had to end in divorce if you broke the engagement. Because marriage is important to the Lord. So a breach of this faithfulness was regarded as adultery and punishment by death according to the law of Moses. A truth. That's why we need the blood of Jesus. So he's weighing all these things out, all this information. And we see that Joseph, being a righteous man and a gentle man, considered a private divorce when the Lord revealed in a dream to Joseph the true nature of Mary's pregnancy. And then he took unto him his wife but without sexual consummation of the marriage until after Jesus' birth. It's pretty powerful. So he was seeking truth. He knew what the world was thinking. Beat her, stone her, do all these things. Do you go with that or do you go with the world? Do you embrace God or do you embrace the world and its safety? And he took her as his wife. He chose the truth. He remembered God's word is truth. You know, I, I wanted to get off on uh, uh, ourselves today about sexuality. You know, we like to beat the homosexual up, but if you've had sex outside of marriage, uh, biblically, you should be stoned, but, but the blood of Jesus covers that. 
And so the blood of Jesus covered, so I just continue to commit adultery, sexual immorality. Jesus loves me. When you really can't handle the truth. Or you wouldn't be doing it. The word's cut and dry. And the Lord does has the word to protect us, not to hurt us. So abstinence, sexual abstinence is, is abstinence is a big thing to God. It was a big thing to Joseph, and it should be a big thing to us. And then I could get into the divorce side of things. He had the right sexual immorality reasons. Because in the world's eyes, she was pregnated by somebody else. So he had the right to divorce her. And really, another reason for the divorce is abandonment or unbelief. Or, or unbelief in the spouse, First Corinthians talks about. You know, Jesus says, you know, okay, if you have to. But even in these instances, divorce is not required or even encouraged in the Bible. Confession, forgiveness, reconciliation, restoration are always the first steps. Divorce should be as a last resort. Because Malachi 2.16 said, God hates divorce. The significance of the virgin birth, the power, and time gets away. Joe, you took too much time in your time today. Yeah, I'm just kidding. So why does the enemy work so hard to destroy the truth? And it's simple because Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. The enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I come that you may have life and have it more abundantly, John 10.10. 10. But I'm going to tell you about the truth of the virgin birth and of all that took place with Christ. And in order for a redeemer to qualify to pay for our sins and bring salvation, he must be in one person, fully human, sinless, and fully divine. And Jesus met all those requirements. You see that Hebrews 7.25 says, Consequently, he is able to save us to the utmost those who draw near to God through him, since he always lives to make intercession for them. For it was indeed fitting that we should have such a high priest, holy, innocent, unstained, separated from sinners, and exalted above the heavens. So the virgin birth satisfies all three of these requirements. Jesus was fully human. He, he, was, he was born of a woman, Matthew 1.18 says. We've already said that. He was sinless. The only way he could be sinless was to be conceived by the Holy Spirit. Think about that. When you're born, you're born into sin. When Jesus was born, he was born of the Holy Spirit. Sinless. Think about this. This is powerful. Matthew 1.20, for which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. 
Hebrews 4.15, For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weakness, but one who in every aspect has been tempted as we are yet without sin. And then the divine son of God. The only way he could be divine was to have God as his father. Luke one thirty five, and the angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called the Son of God. Boom. The neat thing about all this, Jesus understands us. You notice that high priest part? When we seek the truth, He's a high priest that comes to us and ministers to us. We've read a lot of scriptures on that already. But as a human, as a son of Mary, Jesus lived and suffered as a human person more than any of us. So he understands and sympathizes with our weaknesses. That ought to make you shout for joy today. There isn't anything you've gone through that the Son of God hadn't gone through, much more than you've gone through that he can't deliver you of today. Again, 1 Corinthians 10, 13. The scriptures are up behind me, so come to me all who are weary and burdened and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle and lowly in heart and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I've been there with you guys and and you're going to make it. Just stay in truth. Divine as the son of God, or in other words, divine part aspect as the son of God, Jesus had the power to deliver us from sins, bondages, and Satan's power. That ought to make a shout again. Because Acts 26, 18, to open the eyes so that they may turn from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and a place among those who are sanctified by faith in me. Truth. Colossians 2.15, he disarmed the rulers and the authorities and put them up upon shame by triumphing over them in him. How many of you are fighting an enemy today when Jesus has already took authority into him? So we're partnering with him, partaking with him, and in loving discernment, he's going to speak truth into our life. I remember the third point of last week, loving discernment. Hebrews 2.14, since therefore the children share in the flesh and the blood, he himself likewise partook in the same things that though death, that through death he might destroy the one who has the power over death, that is the devil. So we have the belief. That's why we celebrate at funerals of believers. And the way we celebrate at my brother's funeral and others' believers' funeral is the way we should be celebrating every day. We have power over the enemy. But, but the, the enemy overshadows you and says you can't handle the truth. And so we get quiet and convince ourselves we can't handle the truth. And we go into a nutshell and, and the enemy has his way. When it's time to speak against the enemy and say get under my feet because Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through him. So in Jesus' name, get thee behind me, Satan. In Jesus' name, Father, move forward in my life. In Jesus' name, darkness be gone. 
Man, I haven't liked these last five days because December, these short, dark, dreary days, depression sets in on us and you speak life to that. I refuse to give in to darkness even physically in Jesus' name. So as both divine and sinless and human, Jesus qualifies to serve as sacrifice for the sins of every person and as high priest to intercede for all who come to God. Period. Hebrews 7, I've been all through that today. I'll let you read it in your own time. But Joe, you know what I mean now. You, you, you guys sang and preached. That's why I love the Lord so much. He preached the sermon through the, 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 the praise team's selection of songs. Whether it's Julie or Joe, the Holy Spirit spoke truth in the praise team to minister to you what God was trying to tell you today. So if this silly pastor up here couldn't get it done, the praise team may have. If we could ever understand how much God loves us. And and this is what's so weird is the Lord spoke to me. Isaiah 51, one, Tuesday morning in prayer at the church. Come join us. We pray at the church on Tuesday morning. And we're growing. And actually, the prayer group's bigger than I've ever seen it at Oakton. 7 o'clock. But, but the Lord spoke to me. And I thought this was what I, the whole sermon was to be about. Isaiah 51, one, Listen to me, you who pursue righteousness, truth. You seek the Lord. Look to the rock from which you were hewn and to the quarry from which you were dug. Lord, just saying, hang in there, guys. No, 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 no. The Lord's not saying it in there. Say hanging in there. The Lord is not saying hang in there. The Lord is saying find a way. Quit settling. Find a way because I am the way, the truth, and the life. Find a way because God has got your back. And that's why the, this whole disaffiliation thing is a scriptural problem because you take away those things, you have no power. And we can't allow the enemy to take away the power. So we can amen to disaffiliation, but can you amen disaffiliating with crud in your own life? Think about it. Can you apply truth to your own life? It's easy to apply truth from my life. If, if you looked at my life and really could see my heart sometimes, you probably would vote me out as pastor. Because I'm just like you. I have the same struggles. But as I weigh the junk going on around me, I believe I always land on the right side. And that's all God asks of us. Yeah, we may go through difficult times. We, we may do things that God doesn't like. But if we can truly press into that truth the best that we can, we're going to land on the right side. Because we are made righteous. And God's not going to withhold that from us. The only thing that can withhold that from us is when you're convinced yourself that you can't handle the truth. Amen? Praise team.
Man, if we could recognize how much God speaks to us, how much God loves us. Man, I, I'm just like you. I sit with Karen and, and, and we talk at night and she probably looks at me like, and she says, it. what are you talk, saying that for? Why would you say that? And she gets after me. Because as I'm chewing things up, it's easy to let the flesh come in. And she'll give me one of them. Get your head on, buddy. And I'll get mad at her. I'm just trying to work through this. Guys, we're all trying to work through it. We're all trying to work through it. But Jesus got through it. And he knows the way, the truth, and the life. So I don't care where you're at. You could be making the stupidest mistakes in your life as an unbeliever, and Jesus wants to bring you in. You could be making the stupidest decisions as a believer, and Jesus will never leave you or forsake you. He's waiting for you to, to, to maul it over and, make, and land on the right side. But you've got to devour the word. You've got to know it and not believe it just because I said it. Believe it because you read it for yourself and the Holy Spirit talked talk to you about it. And that's what I love Oaken about because we're all praying and heading in the same direction. And we may get there different ways, but we're all going to land on the right side. We've seen it through the praise and worship today. I hear it in Sunday school all the time. Teachers come up. That's exactly what we talked about today. I'm all that. I'm not all that. I just heard from the Lord like their teacher did. Because we're all going in the same direction and God's going to speak the same ideas. We may get there different ways. But we just need to step into the truth and believe it when the world tells you you're an idiot. Believe it. But guys, we need to be fighting harder. Uh, We worry too much about what people will think about us. We're always wanting, just like me, I struggle. Well, I hope everybody liked me after the sermon today. Y'all know the truth? The Lord told me two years ago to preach your way out of a job. That's the way I should look at it when I go in the pulpit. That I, don't, I love everybody, but I care what God says more than anything. And if it takes me out of the pulpit, so be it. That's the way we should be in our walk. How many times we lay down for things when guys, you don't realize just a simple truth. I see it all the time. Me give it away on committees. On committees, it's whoever speaks the louder is what happens. It's the truth. Pastor staff's going to talk about pay increases and, and future things of the church, uh, pay increase wise. Whoever speaks the loudest, is, that's what's going to happen. The key is what's God saying. And he speaks truth. Just like this disaffiliation trying to, what now? Where are we going from here? What, what are we going to do? Whoever speaks the loudest, if it, God's presence isn't in it, that's what we'll do. So we need to be about prayer and, and, and the word and bowling things so that we land on the right side. Is that making sense today? But my point is, are we speaking loud at work? 
Because you've got a believer, I guarantee you, you've got believers at work, at work that are struggling. And they're not hearing the truth in the pulpit, believe me. A lot of pastors and teachers aren't like Oakton. They water things down. And you could speak truth into people's life and change their life. That's what we should be living for. People are hurting out there and they need the truth. And don't allow the enemy to tell you you don't understand the truth. Because you can just say, well, Jesus will take care of that. And that's truth enough. Give them a hope. feel like I keep hammering the same things, but guys, these pews should be full every Sunday. Uh, you care about numbers. No, I care about souls. I told you guys at the end of Joshua's wedding, just preaching truth at a, at a wedding, I bet I ministered to 30 people. More, more people than I have probably this whole year in, in a day and a half. Because I simply just let them know I believed in Jesus and they came to me. And I told Karen, that's what I'm hungry for. I don't want to spend my time disaffiliating from a church. I want to spend my time bringing people to Christ. And you guys have that opportunity every day. I do too. Actually, I'm heading somewhere now. If I quit preaching, I got to be there by noon. But we need to get a hold of the truth and share it. Apply it to our lives first and allow it to change. You're going to land on the right side. I don't care what you're going through. You seek Jesus and you're going to be all right. Period. I'll never forget my granddad Diggs told me one time, which it may not be true today, Mike Diggs, but, but he said, Kent, you raise hogs. You just grab a hold of them hogs tail and they're going to bring you through life and bless you. Just stay with the hog business. They'll bless you. And I tell you guys, you just get a hold of Jesus and hang on and he's going to bring you through life of prosperity. Just trust him. When the enemy says you can't handle the truth, say, yeah, I can. I can. But you need to speak it as loud. Or if you watch that movie, Tom Cruise, or that little clip, Tom Cruise was yelling just as loud as the enemy was yelling. And we kind of got saying, get away from me in Jesus' name. Get behind me, Satan. Submit yourself, therefore, to the Lord and resist the devil, and he has to flee. James 4, 7. Don't have a choice. Key is submitting to the Lord. What's that? Truth. Submit to the truth. Resist. Flee. Done. You landed on the right side. Stand to your feet today. I can go on all day. <laughs> this other place to sent me a text. In case you get lost, we're under the water tower. I hadn't even left yet. So anyway, <laughs> oh, man, do you need salvation today? Do you need salvation? That's truth. Quit listening to the enemy that you're not good enough because none of us are. Let's come and receive Jesus today. How about that? Anybody want salvation? Just raise your hand up. Be bold. I did it. I raised my hand in this church about 20 years ago. I'm a young guy still. 
Actually, it was probably 50-some years ago. I don't know. Everybody did this. So don't be ashamed. I need Jesus. I, I have not been a Christian. I've, I want to be saved. Anybody? See, guys, we got work to do, don't we? Because I guarantee you they're out there. What about you today? Do you need truth in your life? Just come to the Lord and say, Lord, show me that truth today. Show me the truth. I need set free. I am tired of this nonsense. It stops today. Is that pretty good? It stops today. If you believe that, come.